0: Uh, would somebody be willing to pray for us as we open God's Word? Yeah, it's been a while, Donna. Good to have you back. Thank you. Dear Lord, praise be that Pastor Chelsea is a Canadian <laughs> now. And um, please... Um, Honor her in this, and help her in this, and please um, bless her as she does her message, and and bless her as a Canadian. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. One step closer to being a citizen, I am. So, uh, if you are going to use a green Bible. The that are in the corners of our sanctuary here you're going to turn to the second set of page numbers to the new testament to page number 73 uh, We're going to be reading from john chapter 5 <clears throat> From the beginning of the chapter and we're starting a new series today on the sabbath and I recognize uh, That this series is ending right before I go on sabbatical uh, and that was not totally intentional but I think that it will be good for all of us to be thinking intentionally about what sabbath means and what god's purposes for it are So to help us get started I want everybody to take a minute And I want you to think about Uh, what memories are associated for you with the word sabbath So for some of us, there is no memory. There's no thought it's sabbath. What's the sabbath? for some of us, it's Memories of a lot of rules that we don't want to follow and kept us from having fun. For some of us, it's uh, something someone said to us about what we were doing on the Sabbath. For some of us, it's the Sunday naps we got to take. So just take a minute and think about what your experience or your first thought about the word Sabbath is. Everybody got one. All right. So if it's a positive feeling, raise your hand. Oh, good. If it's a negative feeling, raise your hand. Yeah. Okay. There's a few of us. If it's uh, a confusing feeling because you don't have any experience with Sabbath, raise your hand. That's okay too. Yeah. All right. So Sabbath is a command from God to rest. Honor the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, God said. Next week, we're going to look at the command part. But today, I want to give you an opportunity to frame Sabbath in a new way by looking at what Jesus regularly did on the Sabbath. An overwhelming number of the healings that Jesus performed, the miracles of healing that Jesus performed happened on the Sabbath day. So we're going to read one of those stories from John chapter 5. And I'm going to need... do I bring my water bottle up? Because I'm going to need it. Thanks. So we hear the word of the Lord from John chapter 5. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem now in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, there is a pool called in Hebrew, Bethesda, which has five porticos, and in these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man who was there had been ill for 38 years, and when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well, the sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. So, just to explain that for a second, the city ran on a cistern water system. And so, when cisterns further up had some pressure released, the water in this particular area would move. And in Jewish uh, religious culture, moving water is the key. The living water is the key for healing and restoration. So there had become this lore at this particular place that this was a special pool where healing would happen when the living waters moved. And so he says, I can't get into them. Verse 8, Jesus said to him, stand up, take your mat and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Now, that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been cured, It is a Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your mat. But he answered to them, The man who made me well said to me, Take it up and walk. Take up your mat and walk. And they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, take it up and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had disappeared in the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. And therefore the jews started persecuting jesus because he was doing such things on the sabbath But jesus answered them. My father is still working and I also am working For this reason the jews were seeking all the more to kill him because he was not only breaking the sabbath But he was also calling god his own father Thereby making himself equal to god This is the word of the lord The the number of healings that Jesus does on the Sabbath makes me wonder whether or not Sabbath was made for healing. The question that Jesus asked this man, do you want to be made well? And we'll talk a little bit more about this next week, but at the beginning when all was well, God rested on the seventh day. And therefore, we are to honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Holy as a time of encountering the healing God. Do you want to be made well? To Jesus, that's what the Sabbath is about. Now, in Jewish tradition, which is a very good tradition, it said, that the Jews have not kept the Sabbath. The Sabbath have kept the Jewish people. The practice of resting, of setting aside this time to remember the truths of God has kept a people who have suffered greatly throughout history. The Sabbath has kept the people. The healing work of God has kept the people. But how the people have kept the Sabbath at the time that Jesus comes around is quite different than the way that the Israelites kept the Sabbath when the command was first given on Mount Sinai. And because the Sabbath became such an important, important piece of their religious experience along with how they the rabbis interpreted what it meant to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself, the Shema, you could tell what kind of rabbi you had, but how they taught you to keep the Sabbath. In fact, one of the rules for the Sabbath was that if you had a non-life-threatening illness, out of respect for God, who has established the Sabbath, You should wait to seek healing from a doctor or medical care until the next day. So here we have a man who has been sick for 38 years. This is not a life-threatening illness. But who has had the healer come to him and say, Do you want to be made well? And notice how we get the whole story of Jesus telling the man to take up his mat and walk. Notice that there's no talk of this man's faith at all. Jesus heals this man not because he believes, but because it is his prerogative to heal. Because he is living the Sabbath work of God to heal and to restore human people and the earth around it. And he says, stand up, take your mat and walk. So no life-threatening medical care and also a strict rule against carrying anything on the Sabbath. So Jesus sends this man out to find out what kind of trouble he can stir up, right? Like really, that's what's happening here. Jesus knows what he is doing. Jesus knows the laws and the ways in which the Sabbath has been protected by the traditions of the people. And he sees the way in which those protections are keeping people who need to be made well from becoming well, from experiencing life in its fullness. And so he sends this man out to encounter the Pharisees because he finds the man later in the temple. And so this man has done a beautiful thing 38 years of crawling with his arms because he's probably paralyzed from the waist down And he has gone to the temple to praise and thank god for his healing He's gone to the temple the place where he has not been able to go for 38 years His first act after being healed is to praise god and to go to god's house for worship And while he's on his way, the Pharisees say to him, Hey, you're breaking the rules. Now, if this man had been lying by a pool outside for 38 years on a mat without control of his entire body, and now carrying the mat that he laid on for 38 years, does it not strike us as odd? that the first thing that the people notice is that he's breaking a rule. Missing the work and the miracle of God with the way that the safeguards and the safety measures and the boundaries so that we know we're in the right have been put into place. Missing that someone has been made well, physically by God, because it does not fit the structure and the order of the institution. And he says, Hey, the man who made me well told me to do this. I'm not going to argue with the miracle worker. And instead of saying, He made you well, how did that happen? They can't let it go. And they say, Who is the man who told you to take your mat? Who is the man who told you to break the rules? And he didn't know the answer. Now, here's the thing. He is, this man has been physically made well on the Sabbath. But there is more healing that Jesus is offering to him. When you compare this story with the story that we get in John 9, for instance, of the blind man who was born blind and who Jesus declares... That there's no sin that caused this man to be born blind. It's just the way that the world has made it become and be. He is not guilty of this. That man comes to a faith in Jesus. In fact, I invite you to read that story when you get home to compare with this one. But the man in our story today has had the healing touch of God physically, has encountered the miracle worker Jesus, who still does not come to a faith in him who has not been made completely well, who encounters Jesus again on this Sabbath day in the temple. And Jesus says to him, See, you have been made well. You have been restored to the place where you belong, which is in the temple, God's house. Now be careful what you do with your freedom that you have gained. Be careful with this life that you have been given so that nothing worse happens to you. And when I read this, I think it can be interpreted in any number of ways, but this is the way I want to interpret with you this morning. When I read this, I think to myself, if I had been laying on a mat for 38 years without the ability to control my body, there might be a few things I want to try having my body back. There might be a few things I want to enjoy life with. And Jesus says to him, be careful now. Be careful. Because everything you want to do might not be so good for you. And in fact, they might be downright dangerous. Be careful. Because what you're thinking about will not save you. But will end you. Because Jesus knows the, the ways of our hearts. He knows what we're thinking about and what we're excited to do. And this does not sit well with the man who has been physically healed. Because unlike the man who has been made born blind but healed by Jesus, who questions who questions the authorities about their rejection of Jesus, this man Who has been healed tattles on Jesus. This man seeks out the Pharisees and says, It was Jesus who healed me, just so you know. I sense a little bitterness when he goes to tell the Pharisees this truth because Jesus has hit on the real healing he needs. And then the Pharisees start to persecute Jesus and her, harass him because He has broken the rules. And then Jesus says, "I'm going to keep working friends, because I'm doing the work of my Father and my father has not stopped." These are words of hope for us, that our healer, God, is still at work. And he is at work in the Sabbath. When I look at the lessons that I see from this story about Sabbath, we see the question is, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well through the rest that your body receives by not toiling and laboring every day? The rest that the earth receives By not toiling and laboring every day. The rest that your mind and your soul receives by not worrying every day, but taking a rest from that worrying habit of yours. Do you want to be made well by stopping a habit and taking a Sabbath To be healed by God from it? Do you want to be made well by receiving the instruction of the Lord on the way that you ought to live? That's the second part of what this man encounters with Jesus. This invitation to obey. Another way of living. Do you want to be made well by trusting that the ordained way of the world, which is to rest at least a little while, in God's presence, will make you well. I'm reminded of the story in Exodus that we've looked at together right after the Israelites escape and are freed by God, their Messiah, from slavery. And they cross the Red Sea And then they don't have any water and god brings them to the oasis to rest And I don't know if you remember this but I talked about it being like a therapy session for the people of god coming to know again Who god their healer is because that's what he calls himself. He says I am the god who heals That was the first sabbath of the slaves of egypt That was the first sabbath of our ancestors after being freed. That was the first experience of being made well by God. And so as we think about the Sabbath over the next number of weeks and take a break here and there for different things, I invite you to use that question as your guide for what Sabbath is about. That Sabbath has been given to us by God to make us well. And sometimes the rules that we have put up in place are good. And sometimes they go too far. Sometimes we experience the healing power of God on the Sabbath and don't take it with us the rest of the week. Sometimes we miss the miracle altogether because we are stuck in how it has to show up. So let us... Be rightly centered so that we might live rightly in the power of the Holy Spirit to be Sabbath people. So that it's not just the Jewish people who are kept by the Sabbath, but we are the people who seek to be in God's presence and rest in the knowledge that God continues to be at work. Amen? Amen. So, Lord, uh, we... We forget that you created us. We forget that you designed us, that you established the way that the world ought to be, and then we mucked it up. And so as we pray, as we pray to become Sabbath people, as we pray to be people who become well by your hand, who are healed not only physically, but also spiritually and mentally and emotionally, As we take rest and as we listen and meet you in our Sabbath days and Sabbath moments. May we come alive. May we come alive to what wholehearted living means. May we come alive to knowing that in you, Jesus, we have freedom to live lovely, wonderful, exciting lives. And may we come alive to know that there is rest from all things in you. In your name we pray. Amen. So a great way to help us be uh, Sabbath people is to keep Jesus in the way that Jesus wants us to celebrate Sabbath on our minds and hearts. And so our song of response today is Jesus be the center.